0: And welcome to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. I'm Sarah. I'm Melinda. And this is a travel podcast. You probably know that though, because you're super smart and you read the description. Look at you, description reading champion. This is mostly a reminder for us. So we remember what we're supposed to be talking about for most of this episode. And not what I ultimately start us talking about. Which is everything else except travel. Yeah. Oh, well. Well. Do you have a cocktail? Uh, I sort of (laughs) do. I have one of the Bai drinks the BAI mm-hmm. you know that Justin Timberlake was promoting for a while uh it's Madagascar coconut mango Ooh! and apparently uh this has about the same amount of gre- uh, caffeine as a cup of green tea hmm. well that'll be fun having the melatonin fight against the green tea caffeine in your system it's like a battle between good and evil which one's gonna win which one's which I don't know it's for you to decide so Just- good though really good nice and coconutty a little sweet from the mango mm. but everybody knows you put lime in the coconut i don't think they have no they do i think a coconut and lime as they should there's a pineapple and coconut one that's good too Ooh, that does sound good yeah they're just delightful drinks i don't know i feel like i've been on a tropical kick lately just because it's been so dreary mm-hmm. it was snowing the other day again just snowing away thankfully it wasn't sticking but that great reminder of hey bitch it's still winter i hear you nature loud and clear no snow here yet and there's actually none in our forecast at all which is super weird for this time of year i do not care for it like if it's gonna be winter be winter if you're gonna be spring be spring none of this in-between bullshit that's not how weather works in washington so i'm used to it it's just i'm ready for something other than like it's either rainy or it's snowing it's like can we just have like one dry day is that too much to ask for man nah. categories with you too it is too much to ask for apparently i've seen two cat butts today in the span of like a five minute call so far. <laughs> yeah now is when they've decided that they want to be awake and just like float around of where I am. So I don't know maybe Cuban. I'll have a special guest on my lap later. We'll see. Do you have a cocktail this week Sarah? Uh yes I just finished mine actually. I got super queasy and car sick on the tram today. So on my way home I stopped and got a thing of ginger juice with turmeric in it and uh unsurprisingly it tastes kind of like acid reflux but I feel slightly less nauseous so hopefully it'll keep that to a minimum and I won't yak in this episode. Let's just take a brief moment and talk about the history of Sarah's car sickness or emotion sickness that I know of. (laughs) Are you ready? Mm -hmm. We go to amusement park. She gets motion sickness. It lasts for like two to three days in a car that like keeps bringing it up and making it worse. Mm -hmm. I don't know how you can like ride on anything, transportation, or ride (laughs) just because it gets you so bad. You weren't even there when I had my very worst motion sickness. I got a case of perpetual motion sickness from flying from Seattle to Florida when I was 13 and basically spent the week puking all over Disney World. Like the tram made me sick. So I've peed in like every single bathroom at Disneyland and you've puked on like every square inch of Disney World. Is that what I'm hearing? Basically every theme park I've been to. I think I've puked at every park I've been to so far. Oh good lord. Can't take Including wild waves. Everybody pukes at wild waves. That's just your first initial reaction to the place. (laughs) It's like oh god the wave pool. (laughs) Oh god there's vomit in the wave pool. When is there not vomit in the wave pool? Uh, Let's not talk about it. There's also been dead bodies in the Wave pool. So that's happened. Bill Gates has been in the wave pool. And then you vomited on him? I don't know where you're trying to go with this. (laughs) No, it's just a weird thing someone has seen at the wave pool. A bunch of my friends went and came back with pictures from their disposable cameras of Bill Gates in the wave pool. Yeah. Oh, the 90s. Sarah and her motion sickness. It's ridiculous. Yeah, honestly, after the trip to Florida, I was so scared to fly after that because I didn't know, is this a thing that's going to happen every time? And uh, luckily, it is not. It only happened for that one trip, but it was bad. It's like watching people walk by me too quickly would make me puke. Apologies if you have a hair trigger when it comes to vomit talk. We should put that warning in the description too, huh? Probably. Yeah, okay. But we'll work uh, on that. Or forget. <laughs> one of the two things will happen. <laughs> so yeah, motion sickness, not fun. The ginger doesn't seem to be fully doing a ton at the moment. Like it's less, but it's not like, ooh, Gone. Wait, was that your weekly update too? No. Okay. But yeah, everybody says ginger is just gonna, you know, drink something with ginger in it and suddenly you won't feel sick anymore. False. It might work for you, but I've got like Olympian level nausea. Motion sickness? Oh, God, is that mm-hmm. your superpower? <laughs> Yes, I mean... I don't know why you're be... so proud of like instant <laughs> nausea, potential vomit on you. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that I don't feel it most of the time. It's not like I step on a tram and it's there, or it's not that I can't read on my way to work. I can do that. It's just if the conditions are not right, if it's slightly too warm, if I'm sweaty and feel confined, you know, that kind of like, Ugh, eek. I want to get out of this artificial heat. I feel like that's like the claustrophobia feeling. I, I'm not really claustrophobic. I'm not claustrophobic at all. It's just, I don't know. When the stars align, nausea strikes. Is that your superhero tagline? <laughs> That's going on the movie poster. Can we go to weekly updates? <laughs> <laughs> yes, weekly update. Your turn. Okay, it's not super exciting, but we finally found a coffee table that we both agreed on and liked. It looks cool. I love it. But when the cats finally figure out, oh, hey, there's this new thing in the living room, Allie, his cat, is the one that, like, is consistently getting on it. She's like, oh, look, I have this solid platform to walk across from this point to this point on the couch to come see you. My cat leaves it alone. He might want to sniff what's on there. It's, th- it's her. She's terrible. I love that when she's cute, she's ours. Cat and when she's being a jerk, she's his cat. Yeah, <laughs> never always. be a stepmother. Okay, <laughs> your cat. God, like yesterday again. She woke up being a complete brat. As soon as he comes home from work, she's like perfect little angel kitty. And it's yep, like, uh, uh, no, this is not how you're behaving all day. They were playing Thundercats, and she didn't want to play anymore. So I just hear her growling and hissing. They have to go break it up, separate them. She's a brat. I'm telling you. Well, I don't know what to tell you. She's a cat. It's a good thing she's cute. Yeah, that's the saving grace of all cats except for the naked ones they're less cute they've actually got to be good cats they look like evil potatoes they look like like naked mole rats but murderous potatoes like if you look at them and then look at a pot like they're gonna slice your throat with their claws why are we looking at a pot because they're potatoes you're gonna make mashed potatoes ah i see i was picturing a flower pot no no no, like pots and pans (laughs) Like, why are you just staring at flower pots? Apparently, you're going to plant the potato while I eat the potato. Yeah, that sounds about right. I do the work, you reap the benefits. I like this. I know you do. I like this. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's my not-so-exciting update. Let's talk about cats. What's your update, Sarah? My update is travel-related, but not in a good way. Oh, no. (laughs) So this morning, I was supposed to go to the city registration offices to pick up my new visa, and... Uh, my passport lives in my purse. It never leaves my purse. It is there day in and day out. Please don't rob me. Uh, not that anybody wants an American passport right now. but Especially um, not yours. Yeah, no kidding. So I go to the offices. I go to the little machine where you pull your ticket and you wait for your number. And I wait for my appointment and I go in to pick up my card. And they're like, okay, ID please. Dun, dun, dun. I reach in. It is not there. Which is weird because there's zero reason for it to ever be anywhere but in my purse. So I go home, I basically toss my entire apartment, every drawer gets opened, every suitcase gets opened, I look through absolutely every place I can think of it being for nearly an hour. Mind you, I'm supposed to be at work at this point, but who's counting? Um, so I'm basically sitting on the floor panicking, not like having a panic attack, but like, okay, shit, of this through logically, where could this be? Out of the corner of my eye, I see the dog's toy basket, and I think it can't be in there. It doesn't make any sense it would be in there. I'm like, but I've checked every other place. My apartment is not big enough for it to be missing. Tip out the basket and out falls my passport, my spare keys, the lid to a water bottle that I threw out because I couldn't find the lid. I find some socks, I find a necklace, I find a shoe that I thought I had thrown out because he had chewed it up. He has been hoarding my stuff in his toy basket. He doesn't want you to leave him again. Oh, and a toothbrush that is now his. Uh, yeah, please don't use that again. I don't know what Heath was doing to it, but it is his now. So it is not going back in my mouth. So yeah. Oh, and the passport was in perfect condition. He didn't chew it. He didn't do anything. He just hit it and gave me like a moment of terror. Uh, are you sure you didn't put it in there? Pretty sure. This isn't like an oops, I put my keys in the fridge situation. Oh, and that was the thing is when I was leaving for the registration office this morning, my purse wasn't on its hook. I come in, I hang my coat, and my purse on a hook by the door and my purse was on the ground. Did not think anything of it. What did you have in there that he thought was for him? He likes stuff that's leather and my purse is leather. Oh, it was the whole purse he really wanted. I am pretty sure. And my passport's in a super shiny, not mylar, but sort of that multi-chrome clear plastic. And uh, I think he got distracted by the shininess. He just doesn't want you to leave him anymore. Don't go away, mommy. So yeah, that was my moment this morning. Shaped about a year off of your life. Pretty much. On the one hand, passport is completely replaceable. And right across the street from where I get my visa is the US consulate. So I could have gotten a passport. But my, my wallet was stolen a couple weeks ago. And I had to keep reminding myself I had my passport a few days after it was stolen. So therefore, I have to have it. It wasn't stolen with my wallet. And I had to keep reminding myself that. It's okay. It wasn't stolen. It's somewhere. Yikes. And now... He just came over to say hi, as if he knows that I've been talking about what a little shit he's been. Yeah, so this week is brought to you by, um, (laughs) sorry, she's using her scratching post and I couldn't tell if she got herself stuck and she needed help or what. She's fine. But no, this week's episode is brought to you by, um, animals being little shits, but it's a good thing they're so damn cute. Yeah, he's very lucky he's cute. Huh. He just gave me the most sheepish look. Like, what? I mean uh was that wrong is that no good speaking about wrong and potentially no good um got a fun news story for all you uh budget airline gurus out there wow air is apparently coming back and the airline says it's gonna start selling tickets soon eat yeah so for those that don't remember it was march of 2019 so it's almost been a full year wow air just Stop all operations they grounded everything and just said good luck everybody stuck in Keflavik they stranded so many people and Europe and North America I think that's mostly where they all fly to right yeah but a lot of people were using WoW to connect through to North America so even yeah it was Well, just everybody got screwed basically like all of a sudden they're just like yeah we out mic drop walks away <laughs> But recently, Wow Air posted a very cryptic Facebook post that left many wondering what the airline's up to. And according to the post, Wow World 2020 is coming, but nobody knows what Wow World is. Sounds like a terrible theme park. Ooh, yeah. Um, But the post also seems to think that where Wow Air has had a history of making guests happy on board and providing solid value while flying. Mm -hmm. That's like their quote too. And um, another one was, our commitment to Wow Air guests is simply this, Honest fares, clean cuisine, being appreciated on our airlines as no other. Make flying fun again. We are wow. Yeah. I mean, wow was not terrible, but I did not feel appreciated on wow as I did on no other airline. I mean, it gets you from point A to point B, but they're not exactly rolling out a red carpet for you. Yeah. But like, it's such a vague post that nobody knows what's going on, but apparently they're going to start selling tickets soon. I I don't know. I think this is one of those fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice shame on me don't i don't know if i would book with an airline that just went bankrupt less than a year ago and stranded thousands of people and there was no resolution for those people that got stuck right it's just so sad goodbye yeah i think iceland air helped pick up some of the flights but nobody was refunded. Yeah. Boom, you're stuck. Deal with it. You live here now or until your visa runs out and then get out. Wow basically urcled everyone. Like, oh, you're stuck? Did I do that? (laughs) Yes, yes, you (laughs) did. But yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how WoW World plays out and how on board people are going to be. I don't want a book with them. I find that very concerning that they just dropped out of everywhere and now they're like, oh my god, we're back again. Oh, my reference was bad? No, mine's way better. (laughs) Who doesn't want a little Backstreet Boys? (laughs) Me? No, that's like the best song they had. Oh, you know what I think WoW World is? It's basically an escape room, but you have to figure out how do you get out of Iceland. What if mid-flight they're like, okay, so we're not an airline anymore. Do you just like fly around and only touch down to refuel because you're not a part of anything anymore? It's like the terminal, but in the air. I feel like that's not how planes work. Well, no, you, you just have to like sort of stop to refuel, but like not long enough for anybody to, to get you off the plane. You're your own thing now. You're like plane pirates. You know, fuel costs money and I don't think a bankrupt airline that touches ground is going to refuel. That's true. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be like, do you take IOUs? It's like, come on, man. We had every passenger, like, money for you. And they spent a lot of time on their art. So just take it as payment. It's fine. Yeah, sure. No. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, all the passengers are going to have draw Lyra. It'll be great. Here's what I'll say is if they establish like a profitable business, cool, I'll fly with them again someday, knock on wood maybe, but I'm going to let somebody else guinea pig it if they open up business again. Like you guys let, you fly with them and let me know how it goes and if in a year they're still profitable, then we'll see. I was going to say, let's see if they can continue being a business for a year because I kind of don't trust this. I don't either. I'm just waiting for in a year Thomas Cook to come back and be like, look, we're a thing again too. No, you've stranded even more people. Yeah, last year was just bad news bears for airlines screwing people over, which I could see WoW going under a little bit more than Thomas Cook. I felt like Thomas Cook should have had their stuff together better, but apparently not. I feel like we ended... 2019 with Norwegian airline being like oh my god we're the last one standing how did we survive this year because there were rumors that Norwegian would go under too 2019 not a good year for airlines 2020 enter wow world. It's almost as if charging people very, very little for flights and hoping that you can nickel and dime them with baggage fees and charging for food is not a profitable business plan. Because you know what? People (laughs) will find a way to not pay for those things. Yeah. Well, especially since they're like the cost to check a bag or bring luggage is going to be like three times your ticket amount. So yeah, people are going to find ways around this. How did you not see this coming? The one time that I flew out, I packed for six days in a tote bag and not a large one. I was like, you know what? You want to charge me a hundred bucks to check a bag for each leg? Screw you guys. I'm not paying for this. Where there's a will to not pay for something, there is absolutely a way. Oh yeah. So I guess we'll keep an eye on this and see how this all plays out and what WoW World fully entails. Yeah. It still sounds like a theme park and I can't figure out what that would look like. Wild Waves, but more decrepit. And for some reason, everything is purple. (laughs) We'll bring back Barney the dinosaur since he's the same color scheme. Exactly. Yeah, sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, probably. So, do we want to dive into the theme of this episode? Yes. Yes. More travel stuff. Who knew? Shocking. We are so full of twists and turns. And full circles. Someone please <laughs> leave that in one of our reviews. Surprisingly full of twists and turns. But also full circles. It's amazing. Four rights is suddenly a circle. <laughs> Four rightses? Yeah, you take a right, you take a right, you take a right, you're back where you started. It's a square, but it's a circle. You know you could have said four right turns instead of four rightses? I said four rights. Oh, I heard four rightses, and I'm like, okay, Gollum. (laughs) My precious. The Trixie hobbitses have fooled us with directions once again. Hey, that movie is all about adventure and travel and trying new things, even if it may seem scary. And they did it all without Google Maps. This is like what we're all about. And you're you're definitely Frodo when you're like, oh yeah, no, it's fine. We can walk there. It's close. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking it, three movies later, we finally make it. <laughs> Half dead, starving to death. Hobbits be like, in my day, we didn't need Google Maps. We just asked for directions from the trees. That's, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Anyway, oddly enough, what's this week about? Actually, about something. it's like Seinfeld. It's not really about anything. Let's be honest. (laughs) I'm a little insulted. So this week we are going to be talking about something you may or may not have heard about, which is Etias or E T I A S. I don't know that we have come to agreement as to how that's actually pronounced, but I'm going to say Etias because why not? It's like Etihad, but not quite. So essentially, to understand what this is, we're going to go way back to. beginning and tell you about the Schengen Zone. The what? Schengen. It's not just a city in Luxembourg. I didn't know it was a city in Luxembourg. I'm sorry. I didn't either. I figured it out while researching. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Schengen is the place where this agreement was signed. Therefore, it is the Schengen Agreement and the Schengen Zone. Okay. That's a good background. The Schengen Zone is 26 EU countries that agreed in 1985 to have borderless travel between their countries. Okay. Time out. Hands if you were there or alive then. Yeah, that's what I'm uh I crickets. <laughs> <laughs> shortly after so if you enter the zone from outside or if you're a citizen from outside of those 26 countries you will be granted a visa upon arrival if you're well let's say if you're an american you arrive in the schengen zone you get a 90-day tourist visa uh if you are from a country that they have stronger regulations on you might need to be pre-approved for that you might have to do your like consulate visit get approved for a visa and whatnot but for an american currently you show up they stamp your passport you're good for 90 days That doesn't have to be 90 days consecutive. It's 90 days out of every 180 days. So it resets in 180. You can come and go. Oh, so I was going to say, could you spend 30 days there, travel to a different place that's a part of the Schengen zone for another 30 days and then come back for 30 days on the same visa? Yes, you can do that. You can do 90 days straight. You can go away. You can come back. It's just if in a span of a calendar, 180 days, you may not stay for more than 90 days in the zone. Once you hit 90 days, you got to get... out, wait till your 180 days is up and then come back. Gotcha, gotcha. And no matter what anybody tells you, it is not 90 days per per country in the Schengen zone. It is the total (laughs) zone. Don't do that because once you try and fly out, they're gonna notice and you're probably gonna be in some big, big trouble. Yeah. It's frowned upon. Don't go over your 90 days. That's like 26 countries that are gonna be pissed off at you and say that you're Mm -hmm. not allowed back. Yeah. I've heard a couple different people say that they were told it was 90 per country. And uh, I just did the math. That's 2,340 days. Wow. So obviously they're not giving you a six and a half year visa. That is crazy. I mean, it'd be really cool, but that's absolutely absurd. Yes. So now that you know what the Schengen zone is, if you were formerly unaware, here's the big bold headline of this. That does not change. You still get your 90 day tourist visa. You can still do up to 90 days every 180 days. Nothing about that changes. Which that's not a bad deal no that's a lot of time that's three months you can spend in that zone on the same visa not having to reapply for 26 different places exactly and that's three months out of 180 days which means you could do six months in a year you just got to go away for a while before you can come back still not a bad deal nope so you're probably wondering what the hell is this etias E T I A S? Uh, the full, like, the full name of it is European Travel Information and Authorization System. Try saying that 10 times fast. It's a mouthful. No, thank you. Yeah. Um. So what it is, it's a completely electronic system, and it allows and keep tracks of visitors from countries who don't need a visa to enter in the Schengen zone, aka if you're an American citizen and they stamp you and it says it's good for 90 days. This is applying to you and me. Maybe not Sarah right now. Um. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of a cousin a sibling i stuttered on that sorry a sibling of the u.s electronic system for travel authorization which does a similar thing it's just a legal procedure oh that's a separate idea there's legal procedures that started way back in 2016 to get the etis started and it's going to be fully in place by 2021 or so they tell us you know but it's not a visa it's just it's a background check i guess essentially is the easiest way to phrase it like a background check you do if you're applying for a job they just want to know who you are and why you're coming over to say hi yep so not that bad when no it's uh, we'll go over more details but essentially when this hit the news a lot of americans kind of panicked it was like what you want me to you i have to get a visa now i always got to come and go as i pleased it's not a visa and it's not just targeted at americans it's it's for everybody anybody who could enter without without of ESA now has to go through this process. Which, it doesn't actually sound that bad or inconvenient, and I don't blame them in this day and age and how screwy everything's gotten up to be. They just want to know a little bit more of who's who that's coming in, going. Yes, and so the purpose of ETS or ETS or however you want to pronounce it is to reduce ETS? application times. Well, I know the American version is ESTAS with a not a full E sound with a soft E sound. Is that For what electronic system of travel it's eh, So I'm going with EDIUS, but that's just me. I have no idea. But anyway, um, it's supposed to just speed things up. When you go through customs, you're already pre-approved. It improves the management of the borders. So at any given moment, they kind of have an idea who from outside the Schengen zone is currently in it. Um, it's supposed to help detect and decrease crime and terrorism because they've already got an idea of what kind of person you are loosely. I mean, if you suddenly decide you're going to do something crazy, they're not going to be able to anticipate that but neither did you (laughs) exactly (laughs) um it's also supposed to help with what they refer to as irregular migration aka illegal immigration and it also it helps keep the borders open it keeps the visa process as liberal as it is because as terrorism and crime increases and becomes more erratic and hard to predict the inclination might be to crack down on visas and like oh we gave you 90 days but now we're going to give you less time Getting people pre-approved before they come in, they can keep the liberal 90-day policy. So I feel like this is the best way to appease both sides. Like you get to keep your full time, but we want to know a little bit more about you and have it less of a free-for-all. And that doesn't bother me. I I think having more information is definitely helpful because yes, it did seem like, oh, hey, everybody needs a visa now. Mm -hmm. Well, no, it's not. It's just they want to know who's here in a bit more detail than just a name. Yeah, and the gut reaction. I get the gut reaction to, oh, no, this just got more complicated. But I think it's good to bear in mind this is a process that Americans have imposed on Europeans for a very long time. I don't know exactly when it started, but I think it's been at least 10 years, if not 15. Yeah, so we're balancing things out. And that's not to mention the fact Australia has a similar process. New Zealand has a similar process. Um, I think South Africa might as well. Basically, And everything's online for this and easy. Yeah, and so the move is not aimed at Americans specifically. It's just every nation, and in this case, the Schengen Zone, doing what they can to not impede tourism, but at the same time, make things safer in their country. Which, I mean, you can't blame them. Come on now. No. and Even if you look at it in the most petty way possible, turnabout is fair play. We make them do it, they get to make us do it. Yeah, for sure. But what is it that you have to do to apply apply for your EDS? A TS? Yes, whatever you want to call <laughs> want. it. It's online. Let's just call it pre-approval. <laughs> what do you need for your ETIAS pre-approval? Well, it's simple, Sarah. Just log on to their website by typing in that long initial and fill out fill out. fill out an application. Words are hard. It's okay. You it's got that this. melatonin. Um, you should probably never mind. I was gonna make a joke about not getting drugged up before a recording, but we all know you have a problem. <laughs> no, it's like twelve thirty in the afternoon. I just I don't know, man. Doing an overnight shift really screws up everything, what can I say? I'm old. Okay. So you're on the website for ETIAS. You're filling out this application and you're telling them personal data, which is probably like name, birth date, date of birth. Am I jumping ahead? Place of birth. Place of birth. Um, you tell them your passport info, probably like passport number. Where is it issued from? Where's is its expiration? It wants to know the name of the country you intend to visit first. So if you have the whirlwind tour of Europe and you're starting in Germany, that's what you would tell them. They don't want to know everywhere, I guess. They just want to know, hey, where you're starting yeah that's it yeah they're they're trying not to make it really difficult uh next you're going to do a quick questionnaire about your criminal history so this is either going to be really like a long questionnaire or it's going to probably be short and boring yeah i think the example i saw had like six questions on it like have you been arrested for violent crime have you been arrested for drug crime have you had a dui on the u.s one which i personally think is really really like perfectly stupid in a beautiful way is one of the questions: Is are you coming to the United States to conduct an act of terrorism? Like, oh yes, oh crap. I mean, no, no, like, no. Straight not. up, we're gonna ask you and hope you're dumb enough to put yes and tell us your plan. <laughs> I, I just wonder how many people check the wrong box. Does that ever ever come up? I wonder. I feel like they're they're like whoever made the application was someone that was really big into like superhero movies, or like or like evil genius <laughs> would like tell their whole plan to somebody (laughs) and that's what they're hoping is going to happen on the application you're like huh your name's doc ock huh and this is your plan to destroy whatever city i think it's superman oh nope spider-man doc ock is spider-man so that would be i don't know where okay i'm like i don't know where they live i was gonna say gotham but then it's like no no that's definitely wrong gotham is batman metropolis is superman i should have just made a whole batman reference and not get fancy (laughs) and yet I still here we are. are. but yeah you, you do a quick questionnaire about your criminal background history chances are it's probably pretty boring yeah unless you're Sarah I mean, or those two girls I've from a... Canada smuggling all that <laughs> cocaine uh, what I think is interesting is from what I understood they won't turn you away for like a DUI whereas Canada it's like what's that you have a DUI you will never set foot here again yeah and they don't care if it was when you are 22 years old and now you're 67 they're like we don't want anything to do with you and that's not me saying that I think DUIs are minor because they clearly, very clearly aren't. But my impression is the EU is not putting, that's not what they're looking at. They're looking at violent crime, drug crime, that kind of stuff. The the bigger, the bigger of the baddies. Um, Next, you pay a seven euro fee. So that's about eight bucks currently, US dollars. If you're over 18, it's free if you're minors. Not too shabby. And then nope. apparently it's, it's kind of a quick response that they check your replies is do a really quick background check just to verify that the information you inputted was accurate to the best of your ability. And then you'll get a notification. Um, so either hell yeah, welcome aboard, unconditional approval, or it's a flat out no thank you. And they'll tell you why they're saying no thank you. So you can either appeal it, but I think that costs. I can't remember. I was looking at this, or you can adjust the information that you're inputting. Like maybe you didn't quite explain something right or something that might have triggered you, and they'll tell you you know hey we're not so sure about this part so no thank you and reapply but then you'll have to pay the fee if you accidentally oops i checked the terrorism box (laughs) i feel like they might not let you appeal that one like you know what you you said you're gonna do something stupid so no we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna take a break for a while and, and then we'll reconsider you so i wonder if they if they flat out refuse you and you can't get it appealed and reapplying didn't work out either i wonder if there's a time frame where like you can reapply, and they'll let you in. I wonder. I'm not fully certain. What if you changed your ways, and you don't have an evil plot to destroy the city anymore? Like any super villain. I don't know. And that's one of the things, is this is a new process. We assume, in a lot of ways, it's just gonna mirror ESTA and uh, Australia and New Zealand's programs. But, with any new major sweeping change, there's gonna be some kinks to hammer out. Always. So we, we will see. But in the grand scheme of everything, this doesn't sound that bad. You get the the ability to try again or appeal. Be like, hey, I didn't explain this quite right. Let's try again. Let's talk about more details. You know, they're not, they're not trying to make it super hard or difficult or deny everybody that has to apply for this. They just want to know if you're a super villain. Oh, and PS, once you apply, it's good for three years. Yeah, so every three years you pay seven bucks. Meh, not so bad. Three bucks. That's not three bucks. Seven bucks. <laughs> it's like three bucks for two years and then two dollars for the last one. But that's not, Bad, which I'm kind of confused on, like the three-year thing. So I could get it now and use it for three years, even though I'm going different places. Or can I plan apply for it now for a trip in like a year and a half? I think from the date of application, you have three years for that one trip. Or can I make multiple trips within that ETS approval? You can make as many trips as you want, so long as you don't exceed the tourism visa rules. The 90 days. Yeah, exactly. But that's not bad. So if I wanted to do three months now wait my 180 days do another three months i could do that cycle for the next three years i'm good i'm allowed in because i got my pre-clearance yeah so essentially the takeaway from all of this is that the application is going to take you less than 10 minutes it's going to cost you a whole depending on the exchange rate seven to nine bucks max Probably not as if much that as nine bucks, but yeah so it seems the bold headlines of it seem like oh no they're trying to make it harder to let us in but i think the reality of it is we still want you to come here we need your money we like tourist money We just want to make sure that you're not going to do something stupid while you're here. Yeah, easy peasy. It's just, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think it's totally reasonable for them to put into effect this day and age. I'm not upset about this. I can abide by that. That's not bad at all. Yeah, I, I get why it seems scary because what people know about visa processes is that They can be very painful and tedious, but this isn't a visa process. They just want to look you over and go, yep, you seem fine. This is 10 minutes in the comfort of your home in your jammies versus trekking out to a consulate for an interview to see if you can be approved for a visa. The one thing, the one really important thing to remember about this is that you must do it in advance because I think you could do this in like a month in advance. It doesn't have to be nearly as ahead of time as a visa, right? Yeah. Well, the the risk you run by waiting up until, like, a week before your flight is if you get denied, good luck with the appeals process. Because I don't know that there's a guaranteed turnaround on that. But, but the point is, is you can't show up at the airport and hope they'll let you do it there like scrambling to do it at the airport is gonna suck so get it done in advance because they will not let you board if you don't have it yes it, it's going to be checked during the boarding process too so you have uh, to bring it with you the email the printout the fancy club card they sent you i don't know uh it's probably just going to be like the email that you'll have to show to somebody or have printed out to show them uh, and the reason i say that is because i have 4 coworkers who are going to a business trip in new zealand a few days after New Zealand rolled out their process and they did not know about it. And they had a flight from our office to somewhere in the Middle East, I think Dubai, and then a connecting flight to New Zealand. And they did not want to let them on the first flight. And they had to show the people at the check-in desk that they were doing the application right then and there. And they said, fine, we will check you in for the first flight. But if you are not pre-approved by the time you get to Dubai, you don't get on the second flight. Oh my gosh, that's so stressful. Exactly. So learn from their situation, because that could have just as easily, they could have said, no, we are not putting you on the first flight either. And that's not great for business negotiations. Like, hi, you know how we were supposed to be in your offices? Funny story. We gotta do a conference call. (laughs) Yeah, and like, they wouldn't check their bags through. They had to pick them up at the airport and recheck them. And one of them didn't get their approval by the time of their layover, and they had to like grovel and hope that by the time the layover was over, he would have it. Yikes. I mean, it's the internet, so you feel like it should be pretty instant, but last minute is not the way to go about this. No, don't risk it. Get it. Can you start applying now to get in the habit of it? The system isn't live. Okay. And they don't, I don't believe they've said exactly when in 2021 it will go live, but I can guarantee as soon as it goes live, there's going to be a ton of stories about people who for some reason didn't hear about it and do exactly what my coworkers did. Yeah, so keep tabs on that if you have travel plans in 2021 for European nations. You might need to apply for this and I'm going to guess at the very beginning it's probably going to be a little slow going just because everybody's getting into the method of doing this and there's going to be kinks in it. I mean, anytime there's a new new anything, new program, new update, like it's going to be a little funky and you're going to have to apply early so you can get everything yeah. ready. And if you are the super savvy traveler in your friend circle and you find out you have friends who are traveling just casually slip it in there like oh did you know about this new process that you have to go through you should look into it just put it out there so that other people know because I'm predicting a huge shit show when this goes into effect send them a link to this podcast to an article about it send them the website name do something to help them be on top of their travel stuff and not panicking and in tears and hating travel I predict that airlines with routes have getting into Europe from the countries that are visa-free. Oh my God, like Wow World Airlines. I'm going to say Wow World will not be on top of this, but I know in the past when I've gone to countries where I need pre-approval, I'll get an email saying, hey, did you know you need this? And then they'll ask you to put your pre-approval number in while you're checking in for your flight. So you'll probably get reminders, but just in case it goes to your spam filter, just stay on top of it. Yep, agreed. Better safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. And it's just a good reminder that before you travel just make sure all your ducks in a row do one more quick sweep of the internet do i have my visa do i have my vaccinations oh, oh wait that kind of thing what's that website you can go to to check if you need a visa for your travels uh you can check the u.s state department or your country's respective state department or you can also check the passportindex.org i think it's just passportindex.org. know no the but yeah there's resources and i'm sure they're going to be updating as soon as this actually does go into effect just to help you out yep 'Cause that's what we like to do. We like to help you mm-hmm. and get out there and enjoy that world. That's one way of putting it, I suppose. And maybe you can actually walk there, but double check maps just in case. Your friend could be wrong. You can walk anywhere if you put your mind to it. But you may not want to walk there. <laughs> speaking of walking places, did you see the screen cap that I posted on Twitter the other day? It was from my activity tracker from a trip to Athens that I took a few years ago. And this is not my record for most mileage walked in a day, but is my record for most mileage just walked straight? Like, just going, going, going in a single path without stopping? I got a little turned around in Athens, and I accidentally walked nine and a half miles with a pack on. And Sarah is is definitely the friend that goes oh we can walk it's close and it's not that is totally her when you don't have a car and you just want a little extra fresh air you'll walk that's fine i mean i'm not against it but like when you think it's a 20 minute walk but it's really like a two hour walk you're like okay i'm a little pissed off and might murder you <laughs> are we going to mordor what is this um i am going to be saving a clip of this and putting it in a Dropbox so you, the listeners can access this and submit it to the court for my murder trial when melinda ultimately kills me like look we have audio recording of her admitting she thinks about killing her only if you're taking the hobbits to isengard taking the hobbits to isengard yeah i was waiting for that. Okay, we're totally off topic and talking about Lord of the Rings way too much. Sarah, what is your tip of the week? So my tip of the week is something that occurred to me really recently. Um, I, when I went home for Christmas, the luggage tag ripped off of my suitcase, and which isn't that big of a deal because my suitcase wasn't lost, so I didn't really need ID on it anyway. But at the same time, I had just ordered a new ID tag for my cat because originally I had planned to bring her home over Christmas because I couldn't. not find a cat sitter and so i'm sitting there over christmas got a suitcase in one hand i've got my cat's id tag in the other and i realized pet id tags are so much more durable than the little hang tags you put on your suitcase and so instead of going to target and getting a new luggage tag i just put my cat's id tag on my suitcase and i realized this is kind of a perfect solution it's smaller profile what information did you put onto the pet id tag so all that is on her id tag on the front it says birdie which is not going to help anyone it was an okay interim solution but on the back was just my whatsapp number so it's not my actual phone number i can block anybody i want if somebody starts messaging me through it normally i would say do not put your phone number on an ad no phone number's fine don't put your address on your luggage tag because you don't want to advertise this address is empty while you're away. But um, yeah, it's low profile, not going to rip off, not going to tear and not super expensive either. No. um, And I actually ended up ordering a luggage tag that has my last name on it because conveniently I have the last name of a that's also a man's first name, which is very handy. Um, Chuckanut? So I have a tag that, yes, Chuckanut. I have a tag that says on the front and then on the back has my number on it and that number literally is only associated with my whatsapp right now so i mean easy block easy messaging all of that and i got it in like a matte black and i just put it through the loop of the zipper the zipper pull and yeah doesn't dangle too far not any further than the lug the zipper tag itself so inconspicuous exactly and otherwise it just looks like it's part of the zipper nice that's pretty smart yeah i was pretty proud of myself for that one you should be good job checking it yeah and i think it was 10 bucks that's not bad at all slightly more than your average luggage tag but more much more durable so i'm not gonna have to need i'm not gonna have to need to want to buy to what what i will <laughs> i will not need to buy another one again in the future unless somehow it gets ripped off which i don't think it will because it's got like the double uh jump ring on it it's not like a single jump ring it, it'd be pretty hard to well especially apart. if it's on uh carry-on luggage it's gonna have a better survival rate i feel like versus checked yep so that also helps well done that's actually a good one thank you actually you say that (laughs) as if they're normally terrible (laughs) so we'll discuss your performance review after this episode which i think it's wrapping up now it is so remember coming up in the future you will probably have to apply for approve approval to get into eu nations it's not a visa it's just a little get to know you if you will in your (laughs) travel dating profile it's like an icebreaker it is it is. They should toss some of those questions in, like what OkCupid has. Just, just to ease attention tension a little bit. It's like, have you ever been arrested? Um, have you ever been denied entry to another country? Have you ever been forced to leave? What's your favorite Desert Island album? Exactly. Something to lighten the mood and to let you know it's all, all good. It's okay. If you could have a dinner party with five people, living or dead, who would they be? Like, whoa, whoa, Europe. What's the right answer? Oh, what if you put somebody on there that's like a national treasure to them who's not dead? Do you think they would show up and greet you at the airport? You're still allowed <laughs> in, but um, we're going to shame you every time we look at your paper because we know. <laughs> but yeah, so have that on your radar. Have things on your radar with WOW Airlines. See if it's a, a good choice to fly with them for you or not. Yeah, if you test them out, let us know. If this ever gets back off the ground, If their cuisine knows. is clean, let us know. I want to know what that entails. Their cl- cuisine is clean because they don't actually serve you food it's very clean eating when you eat nothing i guess it's kind of fair um but yeah if you if you get uh airline tickets through them tell us about your adventure please write in we want to know how it goes are they going to start serving food what is wow world to to do. You, you just have to pay a ton for it so nobody gets it right um but yeah join us next week for more travel topics and maybe less l-o-t-r and more e-t-i-a-s Never. that's too many letters it's too much <laughs> Doesn't flow nicely. Esta flows much better. It does. Well, it's shorter, so sorry Europe. You're a bit of a mouthful. But yeah. Joy Maybe it, it sounds t- really good in French. If you're French, please say this for us and send us the recording so we can see if it sounds better. <laughs> everything sounds better in french come on maybe we know this Um, we americans just garble everything so that's why it sounds like a shit show i mean basically but anyways remember it's an adventure so get pre-approval for your adventure otherwise there's no adventure yeah solid (laughs) bye bye Hey everyone, thanks again for listening to another episode of Seattle 2 Unknown. Don't forget to tell your friends about us and subscribe so you never miss a thing. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest under C2Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O-Unknown. Or you can check us out on our website, www.c2unknown.com. Want to know what we do on our off time? You can find both Sarah and I on Twitter and Instagram. Sarah is at S-A-R underscore S, and I'm at Hooligan Monster on both. We would also love to hear from you. Send us an email with your stories and travel tips to cedounknown at gmail.com. Until then, it's an adventure. Bye!